Hello and welcome back to another episode of Blush. I'm your host, Tiva. I nearly said your co-host, Tiva, but maybe that's because I have my informal co-host in the room with me, Samantha. Give it up for Samantha. Um, she refuses to go on the mic, and quite frankly, I believe she's staying out of frame of the video, so... You don't really get to see her, but I get to see her. You know what? Maybe maybe I'll take a little video of my view of her, and that way we'll just splice her in. Oh, my my queen. I love this bitch so much. Um, anyway, I have such a fun episode planned for you guys. You have no fucking clue what all went into the making of this episode, but here we are. I am pumped. I am ready. I am fired up and I'm sitting kind of weirdly in my chair, but that's neither here nor there. So let's get straight into it. Okay. Our word of the week this week is impetuous. And I read this word in, I'm currently reading the, um, I don't know what to call it. I guess I was going to say the Winter in Paradise series, but the first book in the series is called Winter in Paradise. The second one is called What Happens in Paradise, and the third one is called Trouble in Paradise. And I just finished book one and started book two, and I'm fucking in love. It's set in St. John. There's like a little bit of mystery vibe, but it's also a lot of like fun and romance and stuff. Not like a romance novel so much, although there was a little bit of sex. There was a little bit of talk about bulges. Like, what is that in fucking um, romance novels, aka porno, <laughs> you know, written word porno? It's always about the bulge. Oh, he had a bulge, his throbbing bulge. Like, it's like, why is it that romance novels feel the need to talk about genitalia the way that they do like I would love to see me write a romance novel because it would it would probably be like really medical terms like and then he put the shaft of his penile structure inside of her vaginal canal along the way rubbing against the labia minora and the clitoris <laughs> do you guys say clitoris or clitoris I mean, I usually eliminate the issue by saying clit or just, you know, not talking about it. But um, the latter is my preference. But um, once in a while I hear clitoris and I think it's very chic. Maybe maybe I'll start talking about my clitoris more if I pronounce it like that. It's kind of like um, eggplant is like cool and all. But if you say aubergine, it just becomes so chic. Maybe it's because British people say it. Who knows? Or don't Brits also call, and there are Brits who listen to this, so write in, please. But I believe you guys call zucchini, which is a type of summer squash, I believe you guys call it courgettes. Courgette? Like, how chic, how elegant. Like, oh, to be a Brit. The way I'm dying to go to London. Okay, what are we doing? <laughs> you know what? At least I'm not telling a 45-minute long story about Sam teaching her friend Violet how to make a toy squeak, so that's cool. Um, okay, <laughs> impetuous. Um, now listen, when I read it, I kind of assumed it had something to do with maybe being impulsive. Um, maybe that's only because they share the first three letters. I don't know. But I think in context, that made sense. Um, so yeah, let's see what it means. Uh -huh. <laughs> I have weird energy today, guys. I don't know what to tell you. I've been so fucking excited to record all day, like literally all day. I was like, oh my God, I get to record today. I get to record today. I get to record today. Why it's happening so late in the day, couldn't fucking tell you like what's been going on all morning that's been stopping me from being here. Life, you, you know how it is. Okay. Impetuous, acting or done quickly and without thought or care. Oh my God, it is like impulsive. I bet they're in the same family. Her friend was headstrong and impetuous. I want to be more impetuous in 2024, which doesn't sound like a good thing. But I think that if you're someone who's really measured all the time, like you're someone who's just like measured, <laughs> measured, I, can't, I, I don't have another word for it other than measured. <laughs> Sometimes like the opposite is the medicine, as Lacey Phillips likes to say. Um, maybe it came from somewhere other than Lacey Phillips, but 
I first heard it from her. So I'm going to credit her. And yeah, maybe maybe I need to be a little bit more impetuous. Okay, and also if it's your first time listening and you're wondering like why the fuck is there a vocab lesson right now? Here's why. This is a self-improvement podcast and I think expanding your vocabulary is one of those things that really makes you feel good about yourself. And that's why we're doing it. Also, English is my third language and there are a lot of words that I don't know. And I'd like to learn more words. And I think there are other people who also want to learn more words. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we're at. Sam, you can't whine. Oh, you can't whine. Oh, you can't whine. I know you want to be in here, so I'm gonna need you to just not do that. Um, okay, so random story, but yesterday I was at the store. Sam, baby girl, can you just Sam, Binja. Oh, my sweet girl. Bahab, oh, she's such an angel, you guys. Um, does a demon possess her body when we go on our night walk every day? Yes. But other than that, an angel sent from heaven. I literally don't deserve her. The way that I, to be really serious for a minute, like I don't deserve Samantha, my dog. I don't deserve Ozzy, my partner. I don't deserve... Um, Honestly, the strength of my hair, given the fact that the last time I washed it was right before Labor Day weekend. Yes, I did just say that. Um, For the record, I plan on washing it before Christmas because I'm about to go see my family and they would not be into. My dad literally is like, your hair is going to fall out if you don't wash it more. I was like, I don't know. I think there are a lot of good reasons to tell me to wash my hair. Like, you know, it smells bad or it doesn't look as good as it could or just like general hygiene kind of reasons but it's gonna fall out I don't think it's I don't like listen my hair might fall out but I don't think it's because of not washing it like I don't think that's the thing anyway moving right along um so yesterday I go into a store and I go to grab some figs. And now I like figs a lot, fresh figs. Like they're an expensive fruit, but they're something I will always splurge on um, for many reasons. I really enjoy them. I think they're really tasty, but also they're exceptionally good for getting my bowels going. And one thing I've noticed, dried figs have not historically done it for me the way that fresh figs do. I'm guessing it's the difference is really the water content. Even though dried fruit tends to get people's bowels moving more so than the fresh variety. I mean, think prunes. Prunes are just dried plums. Oh my God, I nearly said a lot of weird things and not plums. Sometimes my mouth just kind of has a mouth a mouth of its own. I was going to say a mind of its own. A mind of its own. Okay, um, so the fresh figs really fucking do it for me. Now, fig season is late summer, like the very end of the summer into early fall. We're now in December in case you need a calendar reminder. So it's, it's, we're outside of fig season. We are squarely outside of fig season. And even when we are very much within fig season, there's this phenomenon. When you buy figs, they usually come in those little plastic containers like berries and shit, you know? And when you, but like when you buy blueberries, when you buy raspberries, when you buy blackberries, when you buy strawberries, you buy them, you can eat all of them. And even if they're not ripe in the moment, they will ripen. But the thing with figs is there will be like six figs in the packet. One or two might be ripe and ready to go. The other four will not be ripe and they will never fucking ripen. That's the thing. Figs will not ripen off of the tree. I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, if you just heard that, it was Samantha shaking. Um, Ozzy and I like to call it shake and bake. Where she was doing her shake and bake. Um, do you guys remember shake and bake? It was like a thing, right? Like a hamburger helper adjacent thing. Wasn't there like a whole scene in some kind of movie, some kind of rom-commy movie about a shake and bake? We do not have time. We do not have time for the tangents today. Okay, so 
Um, figs, they just like will not fucking ripen. And so you, and they're really expensive. They are really, really, really expensive. And now that we're really outside of fig season, they're even more expensive. So what I like to do when I'm at the store is I like to grab the packets of the figs. I'll open them. I'll kind of feel around to see how ripe they are because I don't want to waste all of my fucking money on figs that are never going to fucking ripen, right? It's fine. It's no big deal. So I'm grabbing all the packets of the figs. I'm looking through them. I looked through like 10 packets. I found three that were decent. So I grabbed those three and I go to walk away. Oh, and all the ones I'd rifled through, I'd put like right by the fig section. I put half of them back, but like half of them were sitting on the strawberries right there. And there's a security card guard, not cart, guard who was employed by the grocery store who was standing right there like watching me do this and I kind of thought he was going to be like you can't touch these blah blah to which I would have been like you know what fair enough that that I get like that you know it's it's different like I grew up in Europe in Europe you really don't touch the produce that you buy but also at the time when I grew up in Europe it could be different now you were never sold things that weren't ripe. So it was never an issue. But in America, like you're totally allowed to touch the produce. But if they had said something, and here's what I don't do, what I'd like to do, but what I don't do, I will never open a packet and move them around, right? Like I won't like take out the unripe ones and put in ripe ones from another packet, which honestly would be the right solution. But I'll I'll never do that. I have enough respect to not do that, you know? Anyway, So half of the figs were like sitting right by the fig section, but on top of the strawberries. And then the security guard turns to me and goes, put them back. And I was like, what? And he's like, the ones that you don't want, put them back. And I was like, um... I'm so sorry. Did the paycheck get lost from the store? Because as far as I recall, I am not employed by this establishment. So I don't think you can tell me to clean up inside of your store. Now, I want to emphasize, it's not like I took the figs and I threw them to the other side of the store. I took them and they were right next to where they were originally. Now, it's not a huge deal. I did put them back after I laughed in his face because I think it's such a preposterous thing to say to someone. Like, if I am not being paid by your company, I don't want to do labor for your company. And I don't think that's a controversial statement. You know, I remember one time, Right when I was out of college, my first apartment out of college, it was my first time living alone. I originally was planning on not getting a TV, not getting cable. And I was like so proud of myself. I was like, I'm going to be working 40 hours a week, which really isn't that much, but whatever. And then I was like, and after work, I'm going to go to happy hours. And before work, I'm going to go to the gym. And like, who has time for TV? And I remember my brother was like, get a fucking TV. And honestly, I kind of blame him for all of the problems in my life, because I think if I'd never gotten a TV, I might be a different bitch today. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So I get the TV and I go to call Comcast to set up cable. And in D.C., Comcast is a monopoly. It's actually Fios is allowed now, I believe. But at the time, there was no Fios. So it was like literally Comcast was your only option. And I tried to set it up online, but there was like some weird error on their website. Like there was this was a long time ago. This was in 2010, not to age myself. But there was something glitchy with their website. I mean, like the Internet was very much up and running. I should say that for any Gen Z listening who think that I like grew up in like... (laughs) the Gilded Age or something like there, the internet existed, but there was something glitchy with their website. I just think that this type of thing wouldn't happen today. I don't know. Anyway, so then I had to like call and speak to a human being, which is never my favorite thing to do. And so while we're on the call trying to get my Comcast set up, I was like, hey, FYI, there's something glitchy with your website because when I tried to do this online, this happened. And she goes, oh, yeah. So we don't actually manage our website. We um, 
hire a company to manage our website for us, this is the contractor that we use for the web management. You could call them and tell them that the website is broken. And I was like, are you literally out of your mind? Like, is it your first day on this planet? Like, do you, like, what would I call and say? I don't work for your company. Why the fuck would I be the one calling them to tell them that your website doesn't work? Like, is it like, do you clearly are not working with a full deck if you think this is a reasonable thing to suggest to someone? Anyway, so with the figs. Was I kind of a bitch and a smart ass when I laughed in his face? Sure. And then I put the packets back, but I didn't like neatly organize them because it's not my job to do so. Okay. I'm sorry. But like when I go to a clothing store, let's say I like pick up a sweater to look at it. And then I'm like, oh, I don't really want it. I'll kind of fold it up and put it back where it was. But I'm probably not going to fold it up in the exact same way that they folded it up. Not because I don't want to, but because I don't know how to, because I don't work retail at said clothing store. Now, if I did, I might be a better person than I am now, but I don't. Anyway, I just want to say like a, a quick poll. Who here thinks I'm right And who here thinks that if you go to a store, you are required to put things back in the exact same way? And if you don't, an employee of said store can demand that you do it. Because that to me is fucking nuts. Again, if you are not paying me, I don't work for you. Unless we have some kind of like internship or I'm shadowing you or something. But like if we don't have some kind of agreement like that, I am not going to do labor for you. Now, again, it's not like I took the figs to the other side of the store, which people do all the fucking time. People will take things out of their carts on the other side of the store all the fucking time. I didn't even do that. They were right there. They were still in the refrigerated section. They just weren't perfectly organized like they were before. I thought it was fucking nuts. Okay. Anyway, let's move right along. So last week, um, I was having so many fucking tech issues. And if you're in the blush Academy, you may have noticed that there was no Q and a update last week. It's because I was having all sorts of backend issues. I mean, I was having issues with my Instagram. I was having issues with every tech thing you could fucking imagine. And so one night I'm up really, really late trying to resolve all this shit. I didn't get to like, I've never had more tech issues in my life and I know Mercury's in retrograde and I've historically been very critical of Mercury, Mercury, why is that a word I can't say anymore? Mercury, 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 mercury. Wow. The more I say it, the fucking weirder it sounds. Um, Mercury's, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop saying it, but like, yo, mercury is never retrograded as hard as it currently is because I've never had so many fucking issues anyway. So, um, all these tech issues, right? And so I'm up really late, like way later than I wanted to be. I go to sleep. I kind of oversleep in the morning because I actually don't set an alarm. I just kind of like wake up, not to brag. And then, um, so I wake up kind of late for solid core and I'm like already kind of frantic. And I had like a weird sleep because like Sam, my dog is pretty elderly and she has entered into her like can't control her pee that well era, which is very common for female spayed dogs like something about being spayed just like makes them pee themselves I don't know but like I guess if I was never having sex like maybe I'd free feel free to pee as much as I wanted wherever I don't I don't know what it is anyway but it's like very very common and as age goes up it's like exceptionally common and they actually make medication for it unfortunately Samantha can't take the medication because she has like a life-threatening autoimmune condition and um, the something in that medication would exacerbate her autoimmune condition. So it's it's really kind of unfortunate. Um, anyway, so she's been peeing a lot. Um, so I'd like have having to wake up throughout the night to like deal with her. Um, so I like got the worst sleep. I kind of overslept. I'm frantically trying to run to like make it to solid core on time because I go to solid core now. Like I'm just that type of bitch. Um, anyway, so. And then I like go to brush my teeth and I can't find my tongue scraper. And I 
fucking love my tongue scraper. And you guys know how triggered I get when I can't find my shit, especially things that I really like. Whatever. Um, And then I and then like Sam, I think through all this hoopla peed on the rug. So I'm like grabbing the rug and throwing it in the wash and stuff. Um, So I like run out the door. I'm oh, and then the elevator wasn't working. So I had to carry Sam up and down the or down and up the stairs for her walk because um, she used to be paralyzed in addition to her autoimmune condition and in addition to, you know, her not controlling her bowels and her pee that well. In addition to all of the other issues that she has, she also used to be paralyzed and she can't take stairs. So I had to carry her down and up the stairs. And in fact, I saw how much stronger I've gotten via doing that, which is great. And then um, we got back upstairs and I go to solid core. I did make it on time, but like, you know, in the nick of time. So I go to solid core. Great. I have an amazing class. And then I leave. And on the way home, I'm like, oh, my God, I really have to pee. I really, really have to pee. I really, really have to pee. And so the day before I had <laughs> the same thing happened and I ended up peeing my pants. Uh, like literally it was like on the elevator ride up to my apartment that I just like could, like literally couldn't hold it anymore. The elevator was taking so fucking long. So I started peeing and I ended up peeing all the way from the elevator to the toilet. So I was like, OK, we are not going to have a repeat. So I stop in a cafe and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. But is there any way I could use the bathroom? I completely understand if you say I can't like I'm happy to buy something I just like will pee my pants and I'm not exaggerating because I peed my pants yesterday and he's like girl go to the bathroom you're good there's no code just go to the back so I'm like oh I fucking love you like the way if I didn't have a boyfriend I would blow you like I would in fact you know what let's call him up I don't think he'd mind I I think I think I think he'd be into it I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, so I go to the bathroom and it's locked. There's someone in there. So I'm like waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. So much time goes by. This person does like, I was like literally like, yo, I think we need to call an ambulance. Like I know I take a long time in the bathroom, but I don't think this person's okay. Whatever. So finally I give up and the guy's like, oh, GP. And I was like, no, some bitch <laughs> is holding for it. There's someone who's moved into that toilet. So now not only have I not peed, but I've wasted all this time waiting for this toilet. So I run home and um, the same fucking thing happened again. <laughs> in the elevator just I think something happens to my brain also where it's like oh my god like we're home we're home so like it's great you know um so I just like could not hold it anymore and I started peeing again (laughs) and ended up being all the way to the toilet now I know you might be thinking to yourself bitch why do you keep peeing your pants are you okay like First of all, no, I'm not okay. Number two, I am seeking out professional help for this. I'm seeking out a doctor. I'm seeking out maybe some depends, some adult diapers might be (laughs) in order. And who knows, while we're at it, maybe I should be seeking out a lobotomy. Maybe, maybe they could bring back electric shock therapy. I mean, I know it's not popular, but if anyone fucking needs it, it's this bitch. And you know what the like weirdest part of all of this is? When I actually go to a toilet, it takes me like 26 minutes to be able to pee. It's like my bladder is trying to save it for the elevator at this point because I have no other explanation. Anyway, so finally I pee whenever um, I clean the trail of urine from the elevator to the toilet. Everything's clean. And then I go to take Sam out again and um, Sam (laughs) fucking in the elevator (laughs) like it's like collectively my household (laughs) is at war with this elevator like I don't know how to explain it it's giving (laughs) Donald Trump and Russian sex workers allegedly 
allegedly, allegedly, I do not need this man coming after me. I already have two and a half strikes against me via being a woman and being Middle Eastern. So allegedly, um, anyway, so the day just like continues in that type of chaos. I mean, you know, it didn't continue having quite as much urine, but <laughs> Anyway, so then I, like, later in the day, you know, we're all clean. All the urine is dry to the extent humanly possible. And I'm just laying in the sauna blanket, and I'm doing one of the Blush Academy NRPs. And it hit me that I had had such a fucking triggering day. Like, it was trigger after trigger after trigger after trigger, right? Like, I'm already underslept. Oh, and the whole reason why I peed my pants is because I didn't have time to poop before a solid course so it was actually my colon was full and it was pushing against my bladder and I already like get real irritable when I'm constipated which is really common Sam can you not do that please thank you um so then um <laughs> Sam oh my cutie 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 um but yeah it was like trigger after trigger and the types of things that I know like a few months ago like over the summer I had a day like this where I fucking lost it. I like there was another time where I ended up peeing myself and the way that it like it was like on a day where I'd planned on going to this concert with one of my best friends who was like literally such a good friend to me and someone who I love so fucking much. And I ended up being like, girl, I cannot go. Like I am losing my mind. I'm having the worst day ever. And the final straw for me was peeing my pants. But I realized in that NRP, I was like, whoa, so many things have happened today that usually would send me on a tailspin. And not only did I like there are times where like you get triggered and you like you realize it and you have to calm yourself down. I wasn't even triggered. Like I was just laughing. Like I was so unaffected. And then it clicked for me. I was like, holy shit, my window of tolerance has increased so dramatically to the point where I'm experiencing all of these things that historically would have sent me fucking nuts. And instead, I handled it so well. And I realized that is because I have worked so hard at increasing my window of tolerance. And if you're not familiar with that phrase, your window of tolerance kind of refers to I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the window in which you can handle things well, right? Like we all have a window of tolerance. For some people, it's really small. For some people, it's really big. When you meet people who are just like really chill, really easygoing, kind of like water off a duck's back type of people, water off a duck's back. I feel like I said duck, but I meant duck, which I guess water just glides right off of duck's backs fascinating phrase. Um, clearly someone came up with it who knows a lot more about ducks than I do. Although, did you know that there's a type of duck? I don't know that this is true for all ducks or if it's like one specific type of duck, but the male duck has a penis that is coiled like a curly fry, like a very long curly fry. And it is long as shit. And I guess the female's badge I don't know. <laughs> it's like a water slide type vibe. I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. Um, but it's like a corkscrew situation kind of. So that's fun for them. Moving right along. But anyway, those people who seem to be really, really chill are people who have a really big window of tolerance. And so when things happen, they just don't get agitated as easily. Whereas like the people that you know who tend to be like really frantic and hysterical and are just like, like, like a little like you're like, oh my God, like what's going on with this person or people who have really small windows of tolerance. But the good news is you can expand or contract your window of tolerance. Obviously, no one would purposefully contract their window of tolerance, but most people are contracting their window of tolerance without even realizing it. And here is why the vast majority of people definitely in this country, but also in the world, live their lives in a way where they have a tremendous amount of 
unintentional stressors. So their jobs tend to be stressful. They tend to not sleep very well. So that tends to be stressful. They tend to eat things that are comforting in the moment, but are really inflammatory and bad for the body. So that's an unintentional stressor. Um, You know, their relationships tend to suck. They, you know, have like shitty commutes, financial pressure. I mean, financial pressure is a very, very, very real thing. And then, you know, if they're someone who's in any sort of minority group, there's added pressure for that on top of everything else. Like lives are just filled with unintentional stressors. And then they tend to have like the way that they want to cope with it is by indulging in comfort, but comforts that aren't um, like beneficial in the long run, comforts that feel good in the moment, but are really harmful in the long run. Things like, you know, eating really indulgent comfort foods, things like drinking alcohol, things like other substances, things like mindless scrolling, a lot of screen time. Now, listen, like most of these things are fine in moderation, but when you really use them as a crutch a lot of the time or it's a part of your daily habit, they're incredibly harmful. And these things shrink your window of tolerance because you're just harming your nervous system so much. And the more you harm your nervous system, the more your window of tolerance shrinks. And then there's the wellness world. And I think the wellness world came in really well-intentioned, but it really overcorrected for this. So I think in the wellness world, you actually have very little unintentional stressors. I mean, some are completely unavoidable, but I think people deep in the wellness world are really good at reducing their lives of unintentional stressors. So they're really good at like cutting out friends who are triggering. They're really good at like you know, leaving jobs that are too burdensome and too stressful. Like they're really good at things like this. And they're also pretty good at cutting out things that are comforting in the moment, but harmful in the long run and bringing in things that are good for you in the long run. But one thing the wellness world seems to completely ignore are the role of intentional acute stressors. And so both the wellness world and the general pop population tend to not increase their window of tolerance because the way that you actually increase your window of tolerance is by intentionally exposing yourself to acute stressors. So the blush way, the what I teach in the Blush Academy, what I advocate for on this podcast, what I personally practice, which has changed my life, is to embrace discomfort. Discomfort should be as much a part of your life as comfort is. It can't all be, you know, leisurely strolls on the beach and, you know, relaxing meditations and yoga. You also have to do hard things. That's how you increase your window of tolerance. Without it, your window of tolerance does not increase. And the reason that I was able to handle P-Gate 2023 like a duck, you know, with the water rolling off the back with a coiled penis about to have corkscrew sex is because I do that active hard breath work. I do that um, you know, harder exercise. Like I, and I do the cold exposure. I do these things, these hormesis activities that really strengthen your nervous system and expand your window of tolerance and make it so that you can hold more and you can experience more triggers and more stress without feeling stressed or triggered. And so I would say that that is like maybe the biggest lesson that I've learned this year. And I'm constantly reaping the rewards of it. And I truly don't think like my life, I feel like has improved so much this year, like so much. It's actually mind blowing from January 1st, 2023 to where I am today. It's shocking. Not that I was in a bad place in January 1st, 2023. I was pretty fucking happy back then. I was doing great. But where I am now is so much better And I know such a big part of it is that hormesis. It's that embracing of the discomfort. So that is like probably 
the first and the biggest lesson that I've learned this year. And I think that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you want to be better. You want to feel better. You want to have better relationships. This is one of the most important tools that you can embrace so that you can get there. But while I'm here, I want to talk about the other two biggest lessons that I've learned this year that you also can embrace. So the second one, okay, so let me tell a story. I remember earlier this year, a series of things kept happening that were really irritating me and the energy of it felt similar. So first off, I have this friend, Rachel, and Rachel has um, uh, some like insulin resistance because of PCOS. And she's put on quite a bit of weight like since we were in high school. And she always talks about how hard it is. And that shit is really fucking hard. And I always like give her advice. I'm like, well, like you could do this, you could do this. Like I actually know a decent amount about insulin resistance. So I always talk to her about it. And I actually remember even like late last year, I was like, you know what? There's this like drug Ozempic that people are taking. Like it's really helpful for insulin resistance. Actually, I think a lot of insurances now approve it and will cover it for PCOS because it seems to be so helpful. And she's like, oh yeah, I'll look into that. Like no matter what I recommend to her, she's like, oh yeah, I'll look into it. But she never does it. And then she continues to complain about her weight. And I remember being so irritated by it. And then, um, kind of right after like another flare up of that with Rachel, I have this friend, Michael, who's married. He's been married for a few years and they have a kid now who is two years old and she's like so fucking cute. Anyway, so I think like for the past Actually, I think ever since the kid was born, Michael and his wife have been having a lot of issues in their marriage. And really their issues are like he has a lot of childhood trauma that he's unwilling to face. And I've known him for a really long time. Like he's one of my oldest friends. So I've seen his family background and stuff. And like I can tell you firsthand, he has like big T trauma, like not even like the minor things that we talk about a lot on the show, but like kind of more serious abuse, like like physical abuse, serious, serious, serious emotional abuse. And he's really kind of in denial about it. Like it's actually kind of shocking. And we've talked about it a lot. Oh, so anyway, ever since the kid was born, um, he's had issues with his wife. And like specifically, they'll get in situations where it's like he can't even control himself. He can't like control his outbursts and he will say and do crazy things. Like he will yell at her. Like he's really, really fucked up to her. And the thing is like, Michael's a wonderful person. Like I've known him for a really long time. He's a really, really great guy. Like he's so sweet. He's so caring. Sam, Sam, you can't do that. Come back here. He's so sweet. He's so care. Like he's a wonderful, wonderful guy, but he just gets in these things and he gets so triggered and he cannot control himself. So he's talked to me about it because I too have had a history of having emotional regulation problems and I've given him so much advice. I've told him like, and, and look, I was like, listen, you can do the Blush Academy, but I really think you need to see a therapist for first. Like this is the type of therapist I would look for. I would look for someone who's trained in this. I would look for someone who's trained in that, like blah, blah, blah. I gave him all of this advice. And this was multiple times that I tried to talk to him and he just like won't do it. And so that was really triggering to me. And it's not so much like that they're complaining to me and not doing it. It's just the fact that like you have the tools and you're not fucking doing anything. Like why? Um, I also have this friend, Katie, who reached out to me and she's like, you know, I really want to do an ayahuasca ceremony because like I have all this like uh, unresolved trauma with my mom and I wouldn't want to work through it. And I was like, listen, I think plant medicine can be a really great tool, but it's not the end all be all. And it's not like you don't just like go to the woods and like trip in a yurt and all your problems go away. If anything, it's only going to bring up your problems and you have to like actually work through them. I was like, what you should do instead is actually start doing the inner work. And I was like, you know what? Like, I will give you access to the Blush Academy. Do the NRPs every day for like a month or two. I guarantee you, you're not even going to want to do an ayahuasca ceremony anymore because 
it'll solve all of your problems. But if at that point you want to do it, like now you will have the resources to be able to handle whatever comes up and actually work through it. But first do that. And she goes, oh, okay, yeah, I won't do the ayahuasca. Didn't fucking, like I gave her the tools for free, didn't even touch it. And I was just like, what? Like there are resources and you're just choosing to not take them. Again, all of these people were, Rachel, Michael, Katie, were all triggering me for the exact same reason, which is like, fucking take action. Like, why aren't you doing shit? And then there was a fourth one. There were a lot of other little incidents, but the fourth one that I really remember is I have this friend, Molly, who um, is a very, very talented um singer, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so confused by the concept I hacked. Like I've never heard of it. Like what is that singing? (laughs) No, she's a very talented singer. And I remember telling her, I was like, girl, like record yourself singing and put it on TikTok. Like you want to make it somewhere you don't know how fucking use social media, right? And so she'll constantly complain or like not even constantly complain. I'm exaggerating that part of it. But like she'll once in a while complain about how she has these dreams and she doesn't know if they'll like ever come into fruition. But then she also isn't actually putting her shit out there. And I remember being like, okay, all of these people are triggering me for the exact same reason. Yet... I don't like, like, why are they triggering me so much? Like, why does it matter to me that these people are not meeting their goals and their dreams? Like, yes, them complaining to me is like, okay, a little bit objectively annoying, sure, but I shouldn't be this annoyed about other people's bullshit. So like, what the fuck is going on here? And I remember thinking to myself, like, I really do believe anytime you're like triggered by people, it actually points to something that you're not seeing or accepting within yourself. And so I did even entertain this idea, but I remember rejecting it kind of quickly because I was like, well... But like I am doing things. So like why would like that doesn't even track track. Oh, my God. Um, And I didn't piece it together up until a couple of weeks ago when it all clicked for me. I realized I really would like to have a bigger social media presence. Like it's true. Like it's a little cringy to say, but it's true. Like how fucking sick does look at. Oh, my God. How fucking sick does being an influencer look like? Is that the grammatical right way to word that sentence? You know, you know, the, here's all the words in the sentence. You guys piece it together. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it looks sick. It looks fun as shit. And like, I think I have the tools and the skills to get there. But here's what I put together. The reason I was so triggered by all of these people and it was happening one after the other, after the other, after the other is, yes, I'm taking a lot of action in a lot of areas in my life, but I really wasn't posting food content. Like I really wasn't. And so the reason all of these people were irritating me so much is because I was irritated at myself because I had tools and resources to pursue what really mattered to me. I just wasn't fucking doing it. And that's why I was so triggered, which brings me to the second biggest lesson I've, or these aren't in order, honestly, but the second lesson that I learned this year that literally has started to change my life. And if you can embrace it, it will change your life too. And here's the thing. I knew this before this year. Oh, also the lesson is that everything that triggers you, everything that irritates you, everything that annoys you, everything that frustrates you about other people is something that you have within yourself that you're suppressing and not seeing and you're in denial of. Full stop. I can guarantee you that is always the case. And you might be thinking to yourself, like, no, but like, blah, 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 blah. the same way I was, right? No, but like, blah, blah, blah. but I do this, I work out, I do this, I do this, look how hard I work on this, 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 and this. But there was a fucking blind spot and I wasn't seeing 
the food piece, the food content piece where I could be doing more. I'd like to be doing more, but I wasn't fucking doing it. So if you can just embrace this and truly believe it from now on and know that there's very good reasons why you're suppressing and denying things and it comes from pain, shame, and trauma. Like that's a hundred percent what it is. But if you can just accept that, it will change your life. So I challenge you the next time you judge someone, the next time you are triggered by someone, the next time you're irritated by someone, the next time you're frustrated by someone, the next time someone annoys you, just stop and say, what exactly is it that I'm reacting to right now? What is it like something they're doing? Is it something they're saying? Is it something they're not doing? Is it, you know, something they're embodying? What is it? Really get down to it. So like for me and all those examples, it was their lack of taking action. And then turn it around and be like, okay, where am I doing, saying, not doing, embodying this thing? So for me, like, I was really quick to be like, well, I am taking action here. 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 But if I had just stopped and been like, full stop, there is somewhere in my life where I'm not taking action and just scan through my life, I would have put it together right away. And I would have saved myself months and months and months of triggers and irritation. But instead, I was denying, I was suppressing, I was not being self-aware because that's how life is. But you guys can do better. Learn from my mistakes because you guys are smart, you guys are capable, and you guys want to be the best versions of yourselves. So learn from my mistakes the next time you have this feeling, turn it around and see where you're doing that thing Once you figure that out, everything will change. If you can master this skill, you can transform your life. Which brings me to the third and final thing that we're going to talk about today. And hopefully the camera doesn't die and I have no sense of time. So I don't really know. I can't quite see the screen. So I don't really know how long we've been going for. But okay, Let me backtrack. So I kind of recently made a new friend, not to brag, shout out Nicole, love you, babe. Um, And when we kind of first started talking, I really, truly one of our early conversations, I remember she was like, what are your like long-term goals with the podcast and stuff? Like what, like, what are you hoping, you know, like, I mean, obviously podcast, but like what more? Um, or like what, like what, like what's your end game here? And I remember telling her my full vision of like my entire brand and, um, she was like, oh my God, totally. That's so cool. I totally see it. Yeah. You'll totally get there. And I was like, what? And she's like, no, that's, that's so feasible. And I remember she said this, she goes, I mean, today with social media, anyone can do anything. Yeah. That's totally feasible. And I remember, like, it's not like it's the first time I've heard a phrase like that, but it, like, started to really click where I was like, wait, literally anything's possible for anyone. And then the following week, every day that week, I had these moments that were so inspiring and empowering because I would see things and I'd be like, oh my God, this person did this so I could do this too. Like if you follow um, Lacey Phillips TBM work, they were expansion moments. So I remember like the first time it was something like this girl a vegan food content creator who I've been following for many years and like she's been following me. So when we started following each other, we had like you know, like 500 followers or some shit, you know? Um, And I remember like less than a year ago looking at her account and she probably had like 3000 followers or something. Um, I just remember it being like under 5,000. And she has been pumping out reels this year, like just constantly posting food reels. 
And I'll be honest with you, like they don't look that good. In fact, I remember I was trying to compare two people's style and see why one person's videos looked so bad and another person's looked so good. And I realized the difference really was lighting. But I remember talking to Ozzy about it and I was using her as the example of bad content. Not that it's like bad. I'm just saying like it's not like the best content out there. But she's super consistent and pumping it out. And I remember right after I had this conversation with Nicole, um, one of her reels popped up on my feed and I was just like, oh, I wonder like how many followers she has now. I clicked on her profile. She had over 100,000 followers in less than a year. All that she did was be consistent. Like I said, her content isn't even like the best content out there. I mean, it's fine. I like, I'm not, but all I'm saying is like, it's not like she's like putting out this like professional studio quality type of content. She's just a normal girl putting together normal shit, but she was super consistent. So she reached this number and I was like, holy shit. Like, so if she's this consistent and she was able to get here, then I could too, right? The next day, same incident, same exact thing, just a different creator. We've been following each other for a long time. I just realized she suddenly got so many fucking followers because she was really consistent with reels. This kept happening over and over and over again. There was one girl who I'd been following for two months. She had like a thousand or two thousand, maybe three thousand followers when I started following her two months ago. Her content is garbage. It's garbage. It's these insane (laughs) garbage is mean, but, um, it's literally these like insane sped up videos where she shows you she's like a raw vegan type. So she's just like, here's what I eat in a day. And it's like 15,000 apples. Do you guys know, like if you're in the raw vegan scene, you know what I'm talking about? There are these raw vegans who just like eat insane quantities of fruit. I mean, listen, like I eat a lot of fruit too. And sometimes people are alarmed by the quantities that I eat just because like fruits and vegetables are less calorie dense. So you need more of them. So sometimes people are kind of like shocked at how much I eat. But I mean, some of these raw vegans, like it's like, like for lunch, I had 15 apples and it's like, what? Just like eat something normal, dude. (laughs) Anyway, but it's these insane videos of her like eating everything and it's at like 4x speed. And they're so like weird. But she, I realized in two months had gotten to like 40,000 followers and it's because she's just putting out content all the fucking time. And so that's when it really fucking clicked for me. All of the tools that you need are within you. You have them. We have them. And listen, the internet has really changed our world. Sometimes for the worse, but in many ways for the better. And I think one of the ways that it's truly for the better is that it's given us limitless opportunity. You want to be in a relationship? There are apps for that. There are multiple apps for that. There are many apps for that. You want new friends? There's an entire world of 8 billion people that you can access. There's online communities. There's ways to find and connect with people. Nicole and I have never met. We just connected through the internet, through a shared mutual interest, started talking. She is my soul sister. We're like best friends now. Loki, we might be like kind of trauma bonded. (laughs) Tune in a month from now (laughs) when Nicole and I hate each other and I talk about it. Just kidding. Love you, bitch. Anyway, um, there's a world of limitless opportunity out there. You want to be a star? Cool. Start posting on social media. You want to build a business? Great. There's free marketing available via social media. I mean, no matter what you want, you now have access to it. You can make it happen. You don't have to wait for, you know, to by chance run into someone at a party. You don't have to wait for someone to pick you, someone to choose you. No, you can make it yourself. You know, I remember as a kid, 
I was obsessed with something magical happening to me. Like I just wanted, you know, I wanted to walk into a wardrobe and be transformed into this magical fairy tale space. I wanted Prince Charming to come and rescue me and take me to my dream life. I wanted, you know, to open the mailbox and see a letter from Hogwarts. Like that's the shit I wanted. But now I realize you don't even need all of these things because you can create your own magic. We live in a time of limitless opportunity. And, you know, I'm currently doing the To Be Magnetic Manifestation Challenge. To Be Magnetic, I know I talk about it a lot. I know some people listening to the podcast know about TBM, others don't. But To Be Magnetic is this um, manifestation uh platform, school, I don't know. And every year they do a manifestation challenge and we work through it together and we do all the steps and we write the list of things that we want to manifest. And I realized that this year is the most empowered I've ever felt about it, which um, is interesting because I think in the past when I've written a manifestation list, like, oh, I want a partner who's this, this, or this, or I want a career that's this, this, or this, I've always had this energy of like, God, I just like want this thing so badly and like, please universe, give it to me and I'm willing to work for it and I'm willing to do anything for it, but like, I just don't know how and I don't know what to do and it was like very much like desperate, like just give it to me kind of energy, like just like, oh, please choose me. Please pick me. Please let me be the lucky one. And this year I feel so different about it because I've grasped this lesson that you have the tools. We have the tools. We have the power. We have the ability to make anything happen. And a lot of that really is because of the internet, because of social media, and because of apps that connect us. But we have the tools and the resources. So this year when I was writing my list, it was more like... um think like in the past, the energy with which I wrote my lists was kind of like if I wanted to win the lottery. It's like, okay, dumb luck. I might get lucky. It happens to one out of a million people, right? Whereas this year was more like I was writing like I want to organize my closet. It's like, okay, that's a great goal. And the way that you do that is you go and you organize your closet. You just, I mean, it's going to suck. Maybe you're going to have to put in some work. You're going to have to do things, but like you can do it. It's accessible. It's there. It's you have all the tools like you can do it. You just have to do it. And that is maybe the most important lesson I have learned this year or in my entire life. Like we have the power. We have the tools. You don't need someone to select you. It's like, like I see this a lot with people with anxious attachment. Like it reminds me of my friend, Michael, right? Like I just want to be better. I just want to like stop freaking out at people. I just want to stop snapping at people. I want to stop going crazy and dating. I want to stop, you know, imploding all of my relationships. I want to stop losing it. I want to stop acting like a monster, but I don't know how to go about it, you have the tools. They exist. You just have to regulate your nervous system and work through your underlying unprocessed trauma. Now, is that an easy thing to do? No. Both of those things are really, really hard, but you can do them. It exists. Like you don't need to go get like an exorcism to get the demons out. No, you have the tools. Like you can do it yourself. So If I, I just want to end on this note, and I know I keep saying it over and over and over again, but you don't need to wait to be chosen. You don't need to wait to be selected. You don't need to pray to get this or get that or ask the universe or God or whatever you believe in to give you these things. You can make it happen. You can create your own luck. You can create your own magic. Okay, I think this is a really good spot to end. Um, I have no idea how long this has been going, but we're going to wrap it up right here. 
per usual, we end every episode with gratitude. And the reason for that is it's scientifically proven to make you a happier and more optimistic person. And who doesn't love that? So I am grateful. Um, I'm grateful for my friend Nicole. Her friendship really has been truly one of the best things that's happened in 2023 to me. Like it really has changed my mindset and mentality on a lot of things. And I think we're really helping each other as people. So love you, babe. Um, I am grateful that my hair is not falling out, even though I never wash it. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. I'm just kidding. By the way, this man is bald. Okay. Like when he said that to me, I was like, bro, I don't think that advice worked for you. <laughs> um, I am grateful. You know what? I'm grateful that I'm able to buy expensive ass figs because I recognize that that's a massive, massive privilege to be able to buy produce that's like really expensive and not stress about it too much. So in all seriousness, that's a massive, massive privilege. And I do really recognize that. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's end it here because it's not going to get any better than this. I love you guys so fucking much every week, every day, every minute of every day. I won't say every second because that's not true, but like definitely every day. <laughs> I, can, I can say that much. I am grateful for you guys. Seriously, I love you so much, like so fucking much. Um, okay. You know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe. Please share this episode in your Instagram stories. Um, it helps the show so much and... Yeah. Love you guys. Have the most wonderful week. And next week is going to be our last episode of the year. We are doing an episode. Blush is not taking the holidays off because she likes to work, bitch. Work, 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 work. Okay. Um, before I get sued for copyright infringement, because, you know, Rihanna's big concern in life is me. <laughs> I'm going to sign off. But next week is our last episode of the year. It is a Q&A episode. So make sure you get your questions in. Okay. Love you guys.